Sukkot. And this is one slide. Enjoy it. I went all out with artwork even, you see. It's just, it was, the, it, was it took me hours. Why don't you stay a while? We've been staying a while. We've been with Sukkot. This is the sixth day of Sukkot. Tomorrow is Hoshana Rabbah. And <clears throat> I got to be honest with you. By this time, through the holidays, starting back through Elul, up until Rosh Hashanah, through the 10 days, through Yom Kippur, through the five days up to Sukkot, then seven more days to the end of Sukkot, and then finally we arrive at the end. It's like, oh man, it's tiring. And what I've really figured out is this. Humans by nature love lists. We love to have a list with a little box and whatever you like to do when you finish the task, whether it's cross it off, erase it, check the box, whatever it is, we like to check things off. We like to be done. And that's very dangerous sometimes. When it comes to the high holidays and comes to the holidays in the month of Tishrei and leading up to it, I'm going to tell you honestly, I am the absolute worst of the worst when it comes to it, along with probably the majority of every other rabbi in the world. Because these days and all the messages and all the liturgy and every other thing, it's kind of like we just want to say, got it done. It's done. Check it off. Let's go. And people like to do that. That's why we have this classic thing. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? We like to be there, do it, and then move on to something else. And, and like, it's some kind of punishment for me. Oh, thank you, God, the holidays are over. That's exactly the opposite of what it should be. But it brings to mind something funny. And this has always been like the most confusing thing to me. This is what I like to call the Christmas tree graveyard. Can you see that? It's small, but can you see what it is? This is when you go by the Kroger parking lot around December 26th and for the following week, you come upon the Christmas tree graveyard. This is where people have spent the last, some people do this right after Thanksgiving. They go, let's get in the car, guys. Bring the bungee cords. We're topping the van with this tree. We're going to go get it. And then they're going to bring it in. They're going to set it up. They're going to put it in a little stand with water. Then they're going to decorate it with popcorn or ornaments or whatever the thing is. And then we're going to have parties around it. And then we're going to wake up and we're going to go sit in front of it. We might sing songs and we're going to open gifts and like it's going to be the most amazing thing. And the next day we're going to throw it in the trash. Because why? Because it's done. And most people in this, gener in this day and age are saying, thank God it's over. Get that thing out of the house and let's throw it away. Do you know that we have a 
challenge on our hands. We can't do that to these holidays. We cannot pitch what we've done, check it off the list and say, oh yeah, that was fun, next. And someone could say, well, you have things that you use for this crazy holiday where you dance around in circles and you smell lemons and you do things. You have this. You have your own version of the tree. You're going to throw it away. You're going to take this thing and you're going to throw it in the trash. Well, you know what? Technically, you can throw this in the trash. You're not really supposed to just take it and pitch it. You're supposed to put it in a plastic bag. Why? Because it was used for a holy purpose. And it's, it's, it's gross to throw something away that was used for a holy purpose. So, so unlike the Christmas tree graveyard, you know what I'm going to do with this? I'm going to take this, which is my palm branch, and I'm going to use this. Technically, it would be used to tie the fall to the spring because I would use this to light the flame for the oven which I'm going to bake my matzah. But I don't bake my own matzah. So I'm going to use this to light the flame that burns the leaven before we enter into the Passover holiday. I'm going to use this myrtle. I'm going to, I'm going to let this dry and I'm going to break it up and I'm going to put it in my Havdalah spice box so that every Shabbat I remember a taste of, of the holidays that came the year before for as long as they can. And this, no, it's not a lemon. It's my etrog. Am I going to pitch it out in the backyard? No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take this sweet etrog that brings me a, the beauty of Sukkot, and I'm going to put holes in it. I'm going to put dried clove down in it. And when the citrus and the clove come together, I'm going to use that also on Havdalah for the sweet smell of the Sabbath passing. Or there's another thing I could do with it. Haven't tried it yet. Etrog schnapps which would allow me to continue the joy of Sukkot in a new and other exciting way. But, what's that? Right, right. So, here's my point. The Sukkah is temporary. The Sukkah must come down, as a matter of fact. It's, it's contrary to Jewish law to build a Sukkah and then leave it up forever. Reminds me of another uh, Christmas theme. People who spend like 68 and a half hours putting up Christmas lights all over, their, all over their trees, everywhere, their mailbox, like they have Christmas lights on that they walk to work and, hey, check it out, ding, ding, ding. Lights everywhere. And December 26th, the lights are still there. January 15th, they're still there. March, they're still there. August, they're still there. Why? Because I don't want to take those stupid things down. It took me forever to put them up. So, can we go out there and build that beautiful sukkah and leave it up forever? No, we can't. You know why? It loses its significance. It loses its significance if you see it all the time. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Familiarity breeds contempt. Take your pick. But the point is, these are moadim. 
Moed, singular, Moedim, plural. These are festivals. These are appointments. Do you know what an appointment is? It's a moment in time where something is supposed to happen. And that appointment will come and that appointment will go. And you need to be there for that. But if it's a very valuable appointment, you don't need to forget what happened there or cross it off and say, I'll forget it. That's done. The sukkah must come down. There must be a return to normal life, and that's where we are right now. Almost. Shmini Atzeret. Who's familiar with Shmini Atzeret? Where do you find Shmini Atzeret? You find it in Leviticus 23, along with the other Moedim of God. You actually find it twice, like Sukkot is mentioned twice. It's a strange thing in the same chapter. What is Shmini Atzeret? Is it the eighth day of Sukkot? Or is it its own festival? Yes. That's what it is. Who has ever celebrated Shmini Atzeret in their church background or their, their Christian background? Who's ever done it? 99.9% of the world has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, right? You do. So it's the eighth day of Sukkot, sort of, but it's also its own festival, sort of. Why do we have, what, what, what happens on Shemini Atzeret? Actually, nothing, really. Nothing. There are no, there's no lulav. There's no etrog. The sukkah, the sukkah is supposed to be like, we don't do the sukkah the same way. Maimonides said, why do we have an eighth day of Sukkot? Why is Shemini why is Atzeret? Why do we do that outside the sukkah? And he said, you know, I, I like what he said. He said, because by the eighth day, we need to be in well-built buildings. When you come out of the temporary where we were, we come out of the transient, and we come out with what we got, and now we need to go into well-built buildings. We need to return to the world. But God created this day for you for one simple reason. He says, yes, you need to do that, but not so fast. Not so fast. It's not, it's not the Christmas tree graveyard. I want you to stay with me. A parable is told of a king who threw a great and amazing party. And there were hundreds and thousands. I don't know how many people were there. A lot of people. And then the party was over. And he said to his son and he said to his little inner, inner circle, he said, okay, thank God, that's over. Come into my personal chamber. Let's spend a little more time together. Let's have some one-on-one. -on -one. And that's exactly the parable of Sukkot, which is for the nations. Sukkot, we talked last week about the 70 sacrifices associated with Sukkot, that therefore reign, and the 70 is the number of the nations, and so Sukkot is a celebration for the world. 70 sacrifices over these seven days. And then on the eighth day, Shemini Atzeret, one sacrifice of bull. What is it? 
It's God saying, I did all this for the whole world. Now you, Israel, come in here and stay with me just a little bit longer. Remain with me. Now you can say, well, that's, that, that doesn't help me. I'm not Jewish. You're part of the tri, you're part of the, the commonwealth of Israel. You know what Shemini Atzeret is. You understand that. You, God willing, have spent some time in the sukkah this year. You can after services if you haven't yet, because ours isn't torn down, because, well, sukkah's still going on. But God's saying through this miracle day that makes really no sense, that doesn't have any, there's no ram's horn, there's no fasting. Yes, you're not supposed to work, but there's no fasting, there's no afflicting, there's no ram's horn, there's no, no like menorah, there's no real symbol. Do you know what the symbol is? We talked about happiness is simple. The symbol of Shemini Atzeret, you got to go but just not yet. I love you. I've enjoyed you. God's saying this over you. I've enjoyed you. I've enjoyed being with you. I've enjoyed you being closer to me than you are any other time of year. I know you have to go, but just this one more day, stay with me. Atzeret. It means to hold back. It means to retain. It means it means. Just stick with me, and there's nothing like that. Or is there something like that? Do you remember our Acts series that we talked about? The name, I said it had to be Shavuot. And one of the reasons it had to be Shavuot, we talked about Atzeret. That that was another name for Shavuot, Atzeret. When is Shavuot? Shavuot is seven weeks after Passover, Correct? It's actually on the 50th day, which begins what week? You can do the math. Seven times seven is seven complete weeks, 49 days. The 50th day is the beginning of which week? The eighth week. We talked about uh, Atzeret and Shavuot. Now we talk about Atzeret and Shmini Atzeret, which is at the end of seven Days of Sukkot, and it begins on what day? The eighth day. And do you remember anything? I'm certain you don't. If you do, I'll pay you. Do you remember anything I told you about what that Atzeret and Shavuot meant? It was tied to the giving of the Torah on Shavuot. But it was a reminder. It was a reminder of the fact that Everything you've done up to now, redemption and Passover and these seven weeks of preparation up until now has been beautiful and wonderful and redemption is to be celebrated, but now something new on the eighth. On the beginning of the eighth week, I'm giving you the Torah. They got the spirit in Jerusalem on this 50th day. It was something new. It was something fresh. It was something exciting. It was something empowering. And so, my friends, is the connector from spring feast, Shavuot, to fall feast, Shmini Atzeret. Seven days of Sukkot, eight, new beginning. What's the new beginning? You are the new beginning. You are returning to the world. 
from the high holidays. And we need to go back to the world. We should go back to the world. We need to share in the world. And God created the world for us to enjoy. But you're going back to the world different. And if we're too quick to just have a list of things that we checked off because we had to, you're not any different. And so God created this mysterious day that no one really understands simply for you to remember, to reflect, to remember Him. You can't see the high holidays. We have, we have humility and confession. We have, we, and that is done. That's done. We have Sukkot where we rejoice and we celebrate, and that, my friends, is coming also to done. But Simchat Torah is the new beginning. It's the culmination. It's the last, I mean, Shmini uh, It's the last thing before you go back. And that's God just saying, I love you. That should be the translation of Shmini rather than you know, the eighth, the eighth day celebration. What happens? Where does it all begin? We have this, this, this Shemini Atzeret thing. Now, in Israel, I want to explain this confusing thing to you. In Israel, Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah are the same day, right? The eighth day is Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah, all on the same day. In Macon, Georgia, it doesn't work that way. Why? Because we are not in Israel. We are in the diaspora. And so, all of the holidays, except Yom Kippur, get duplicated, right? So you have Shemini Atzeret, and then in the diaspora, which is outside of Israel, you have Simchat Torah, which is It's technically the ninth day, but it's the second day of Shemini Atzeret. You totally lost? Totally lost? Doesn't matter. Here's the point. The number seven is a number of completion. Seven days in the week. Seven, Seven points for me. As my existence in the world, point one right here where I'm standing, north, south, east, west, up, down, seven, it's the number of completion. Seven months completes the holiday cycle. Seven days of Sukkot, right? Seven is a number of completion. Eight is a number of new beginnings. And interestingly, we talked briefly about this last night at the Shabbat table. If we imagine that Yeshua was born on the first day of Sukkot, what day was he circumcised? Shemini Atzeret. New beginning in a real kind of way. Real kind of way. Eight is the number that transcends. And so, this new beginning for you is created by God. And then what is the next step? And this only makes sense. It only makes sense. We return to God's Word. 
Because do you understand that the reason you had to confess and humble yourself and do all the things that you did in the holidays is because you got away from God's Word. What is it to get away from God's Word? It's to become lawless. It is to S-I-N. Sin. That's what it means. And so we go all the way through everything. We come to the eighth day. We, we rest with God. And where do we go back to? The beginning. Bereshit. In the beginning. God made it this way. And I think of John 15, where Yeshua, I told you this little little trick insight thing that I think Yeshua did when he told them in Luke, listen, I'm going to give you this awesome thing from heaven. It's called the Holy Spirit. You know what he told them to do? Remain in Jerusalem. And he tells us in John 15, he says, remain in me. We say it in Hereni Mikasha, right? We say it in this prayer. I hereby join myself to the Master Yeshua, the Messiah, the righteous one who is the bread of life and the true light, the source of eternal salvation for all those who hear him like a branch that remains in the vine. So may I remain in him. When we study Torah, when we read the Torah, we say this blessing that says, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to be engaged. La soch b'divrei Torah to be engaged with the Torah. In other words, what must we do after this new beginning? You must remain with the living word and you must remain with the written word. That's the recreation and that's what stands before you and that is not something to be chunked. That is not something to be forgotten. That is not something to be checked off. That is something to be lived, my friends. That's what it means to celebrate the holidays. So we're going back to the world. I hope to God that you at least were able to separate yourself from the world for a little while over the last, you know, 51 days or so. I hope you were. We're going back to the world soon renewed. We're not going to the Christmas tree dump. We're not leaving our Christmas tree lights up. We're taking the sukkah down. We've got work to do, but not too fast. Stay a little bit longer in His presence. Rejoice there. Thank Him. Let Him speak to you. Let Him remind you. And Simchat Torah will come Monday and we'll read the end. We'll roll it all the way back. And we'll come back to Bereshit bara in the beginning. And so, as was the theme for our holidays this year, where we are is not where we'll be. Now's the time to get moving to where you are going with God. Right? Remain in Him. John 15, 6, Yeshua continues in that, in that, in that um, remain section. And I want to I just end with this. He says, remember my word that I spoke to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoops. Where is that? I'm the true vine. He will remove every branch of me that does not produce fruit, but whatever produces fruit, he will purify to make its fruit abundant. You are already purified, purified through my word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me, 
and I in you. Just as the branch does not produce fruit on its own, if it does not stay in the vine, it's the same for you if you don't stay in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. One who stays in me and in him will produce fruit in abundance. For without me, you will not be able to do anything. One who does not remain in me will be cast outside like a branch and a wither. I'm not telling you you should buy a Christmas tree and I'm not telling you you should keep it in your house all year and I'm not telling you anything about Christmas trees. But what I'm telling you is, what Yeshua just said is, if you don't remain, if you don't get something out of this, if you don't stay, you're like the branch on top of your sukkah. You're like the Christmas tree that's just going to be chucked and forgotten. The written word and the living word of Yeshua HaMashiach. Shmini Atzeret, Simchat Torah, it's the call, remain in me. Right? And where is it? Where do we start? Where do we put it? Do you remember on the first day of Sukkot what I told you this represents in man? We talked about the lulav that represents the spine. Ah! Represents the spine. We have the we have the myrtle, which represents the eye. We have the willow, which represents the lips or the mouth. And the etrog, which represents the heart. Everything you took from these holidays, put it here. And let God show you what he has for you going forward. Amen. It's a new beginning. Shabbat Shalom.